Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back to the show, my friends. Today, we have with us a recovering optometrist turned e-commerce entrepreneur. He's the founder of I Love, and he's also an Amazon PPC specialist who has his own agency. We have with us Dr. Travis Ziegler. Travis, how's it going? Doing well, Quinn. Thanks for having me on the show. It is a pleasure having you here. And I mean, before we even talk about e-commerce, PPC, any of that, tell me something. How can somebody fix their chronic dry eye? I know you have a mission to, to heal <laughs> 1 million people. Yeah, so very loaded question, but you know the typical Western medicine approach to dry eye is to you know throw a bunch of eye drops on it, over the counters prescriptions, take the next prescription, and you know we had an event in our life where Western medicine failed us, and so we explored Eastern medicine. We were actually told we could never have kids, and so we explored Eastern medicine after Western medicine had failed us, and Eastern medicine worked in three months. We battled it with Western medicine for three years, so we kind of turned that philosophy on dry eye. And what we do is we teach holistic living. That's all we do. So drink more water, replace your breakfast with a green smoothie, eat organic, you know, try to limit your inflammatory foods, decrease your stress, get better sleep. That is it in a nutshell. And then we have products around that in our brand called I love that help kind of clean up your routines. So we have a face wash, we have an eye cream, we have an eye spray, and these are all organic products that they don't have any bad preservatives in them that can cause damage to your eyelids because that's where dry eye starts is in your eyelids. If your eyelids aren't healthy, then you're not gonna secrete an oil onto your eye. And that oil is responsible for keeping your eye lubricated. So if the eyelids go, your eye's not gonna be lubricated, you're gonna have dry eye. So that is my very, 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 very short-winded answer, kind of long-winded for what dry eye is and how we treat it. <laughs> nice. I, I guess the, the 15 hour a day of screen time also is gonna be, one of the big causes of that, if, if not probably yeah. the only. Yeah, yeah. So screens like our phones, our computers actually cause us to blink less than what we would naturally in the world. We just keep our eyes open going back to the eye, eyelid glands. Every time you blink that squeezes those eyelid glands and it releases the oils. And so you're not releasing those oils, which happen, which what happens then is the oils start to become atrophied or they don't work as proper properly. And so it can cause permanent damage. And so when you're on your screen, make sure you're consciously blinking. And I always say, set a 25 minute timer. Every time the timer goes off, take a five minute break. After you do two or three of those, take a 25 minute break. So just remember to take breaks and you'd be surprised by how much more productive you are by taking those breaks. And so we blink less, we tend to overwork ourselves and we just don't take enough breaks. You know what? I actually am doing that uh, with uh, the Pomodoro technique. Uh, you, I don't know exactly. You know the yeah. term? Okay. I have a Pomodoro app on my computer and it tells me every, I don't know if it's every 20 minutes, I have to take a five minute break. And then after three breaks, I take a 25 minute break, something like that. I just follow what the app tells me and it pauses my screen and everything. Because uh, apparently during your break, sometimes people say, you know, it's a five minute break. You know what? I am just so into this right now. I could finish this and then you stay there for those five minutes. And from what I understand, on your break, you cannot do anything work related, right? Oh, yeah. Even if it's a simple task, do something that's going to distract you. Go do or... jumping jacks or push ups or something like that. <laughs> exactly. 
So um, that is something I do. So thank you for that. So uh, when it comes to Amazon, how did you get into Amazon? How did that start? Yeah, it goes back to, so I graduated optometry school in 2010 and ended up going right into the workforce with my uncle. My uncle had a practice in Columbus, Ohio. I graduated from Ohio State and my wife is also an optometrist. She started working with us as well. And we were building this practice in Columbus, Ohio, but there was just something missing. I didn't like working for someone. Every entrepreneur's you know, bug hits them at some time and mine was this. And so I worked for my uncle for four years and there's just something missing and I wanted to do more. So we did what you're not supposed to do. We sold everything. We quit our jobs. We moved across the country from Ohio to South Carolina and we bought two practices. And so then my wife and I are now a thousand miles away in the southern states where it's warm, especially warmer than where you are, but (laughs) it's warm. And we started these two practices and I went from a a very established practice to a very new practice. So I went from seeing six patients an hour to seeing one patient per hour. And so entrepreneur's mind goes a little crazy when it doesn't have something to do. So idle hands, just, you know, browsing the web, got an email from um, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, which is rich dad, poor dad. And it was about this course called amazing selling machine and how to sell online. This is back in 2015. And I bought this course. It taught me how to sell on Amazon. We first initially started as a sunglass company, but then we've morphed into this more dry eye products and natural products for your skin and around your eyelids to use around your eyelids and everything. And that progression came and we ended up selling one of our practices in 2017 after we grew the business to we did 80,000 in the first year. We did 1.2 million in the second year. And at the end of the second year, we're like, we may have to do something about this. And so a year later we did 2.5 million. And then we ended up selling our practice, our one practice first. And then we sold the second practice about six months later. And that freed up our time to go all in on this. And so that's how I got into it. it was just, I was bored, took a course called amazing selling machine and just followed the process. Awesome. And, the, and Kiyosaki was I guess he was affiliate affiliate of the ASM yeah. course. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I guess you do what you got to do, right? <laughs> um, so that is, that's why you are the recovering optometrist. So uh, you, you are done with it. And now this is like your full time is um, your products and other people's products because you have a PVC agency, correct? Yeah, it's called. Uh, so we, I don't practice anymore. Going back to the practicing thing. I haven't practiced in four years in the United States. I do mission work still. So we go on two to three mission trips a year, give back to the less fortunate that can't afford eye exams. They can't access eye exams. And then they usually get sunglasses, glasses, and things like that. So we do surgeries as well down in countries like Jamaica. Um, We've done Mexico, Peru, Ecuador, and a bunch of other Caribbean islands as well. So that's kind of where I practice now is just in those two to three weeks a year. And so that's a lot of fun. And then as a result of, I love success, people were asking us to manage their accounts. And so naturally like an entrepreneur, we're like, well, how can we make this work? And so we ended up starting an agency about four years ago and we only had four clients. We weren't really trying to grow it. It was just kind of one of those things that people kept asking me. So I would take somebody on. And then, um, I started it with my best friend from undergrad, um, at Ohio state. And he's still with me today and we still have those four clients. And so, that was kind of the core start of it. And then about two years ago, we didn't, like I said, we didn't really try to grow it two years ago. We're like, let's try to take this seriously and see what happens. And so now we've grown it. We're a team of seven now with 
a lot more clients and it's been a, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. Wow. That is kind of how, how my agency started too, was people asking me to do this and this, and then can you help me? And it started from there, but originally we were more, uh, not just Amazon. We were doing like Facebook ads as well. Cause that was something that I, I started when Amazon, uh, not Amazon, but Facebook launched the beta of the ads in 07. Uh, I was, I uh, was offered that beta. So I figured, uh, since I started earlier, I, um, like the, at the time I figured I was Facebook ad pro or whatever, um, that with time I ended up niching down to what I really like and wanted to focus on and just got rid of the Facebook stuff. Uh, but that's, that's fantastic. Um, so you, you talked about going to Jamaica and when you, you perform uh, your um, surgery or when, when you do your work there, this is as charity. Yeah. So we, uh, my wife and I started a charity about five years ago as well. It's called the I love cares foundation. And we donate profits from both I love and from the agency to fund the charity or the, the foundation. And then we use that money for our trips. And so the trips pay for, all the equipment that we need, all the glasses that we need. We got to ship it down there. We got to get people there to help volunteer. Um, it's usually about 40 volunteers that go total. And it's, it's a really cool lesson in delegation as well, because we're trying to funnel two to 3000 people through a clinic to get eye exams, glasses, and sunglasses all in four and a half days. And so it's a, it's a true lesson in delegation and the power of that. So by the time they get to me as the doctor, They've had all the tests done. I just look at their sheet, tell them what they need. I take a quick look in the back of the eye to make sure they don't need anything else to make sure everything's healthy. And then they're on their way. So I'm with patients, usually 30 seconds to two minutes, depending on their needs. Um, and then I get them onto the next station. So it's a really cool assembly line of delegation where most of the people before me are not doctors. They're just normal, normal citizens that just come to volunteer and they kind of do all the testing and we train them right there on site. And most of them have no optometry experience or eye experience at all. And then by the time they get to me, they, we, I just do a quick screening on them. Either they get a full exam at that point, or they just go and get their glasses. And so it's a lot of fun and it's a really cool. And we've added an element, a couple elements. We've added surgery for diabetes, glaucoma, and cataracts. And then also we've added that my wife and I now we're not even in the clinics anymore we actually jump out to the community and we go around to the schools and we're doing school screenings now. And so we'll screen just me and her. We'll do about one to 2000 kids in a week. Usually it's about three days. And if the kid needs it, they'll get sent into the clinic. And usually out of a thousand, we'll send in probably close to 50. So about 5% of the kids will end up sending in, but it saves the schools bringing the kids to us in the clinic and just jamming the whole clinic up. So it's a lot of fun. I can, you you guys are amazing. That that that's so fantastic. Yeah, the the feeling must be so good, uh, and and yeah. seeing the the happiness that you guys bring to those people. I just I just love that. Which is why we went into the we went into being eye doctors in the first place because it was that kind of happiness doctor. You get to put a pair of glasses on someone that hasn't seen in forever, or seen period, and it you know changes the world. And I'll I'll give two quick stories. Um, one quick story was last time we were there in 2019 because COVID, but in 2019, we were there and we were at the, we, we stay at Sandals Resorts when we're in Jamaica and the manager of that Sandals Resort came in and he said, 13 years ago, when you guys started this, 
I was a troublemaker. I was starting to get into drugs. He was like a 10 year old at that time. And I was going downhill fast and I didn't really care about school. And my mom brought me to a clinic that you guys just started. I think it was your first clinic. And I realized I had a minus 10 prescription, which is a very high prescription. You can see about this far in front of him, about six inches in front of him, not even. And he said, you guys fit me with glasses. And I am now here, the manager of the sandals as a result of that one eye exam that you guys gave me. I am no longer getting, I no longer got into trouble, started paying attention in school because I could see. So that's a really cool story that, that I'll cherish forever. And a second kind of more broad story is, you know, a lot of people on these islands are fishermen and to fish, you have to line a hook. Hmm. Well, the problem is when we hit our forties and into our fifties is we all lose the ability to read and see up close. And so that's when reading glasses come in. Well, these people don't have access to that. They don't know that they just think they're going blind. So when a fisherman comes in and he's become a beggar because he can no longer line a hook and you give him a pair of reading glasses that we can get for a dollar off the, the shelf and you put these on them, they can now see to line that hook and they can go back to work and support their family again. So it's, it's a really cool feeling to, to put a pair of glasses on somebody and get them seeing for the first time in a long time or for the first time ever. Yeah. You know, I saw a couple of those videos where somebody puts a pair of glasses on somebody that couldn't see color before. And uh, the person that gets the glasses, it gets so emotional that it doesn't matter if it is the biggest man or the smallest woman, they cannot control themselves and they bust into tears with emotion. So it must be just, I mean, our sight is fantastic. Uh, starting to lose it must be scary. Yeah. And like you said, some people just assume it's, it's normal and it's life and they probably wouldn't have done anything about it. And like you said, for the fishermen, it may cost them their job. Yeah, exactly. All right. So back into Amazon, <laughs> why should anybody even list their products on Amazon right now? We're, we're in 2022. Uh, Do you think your, your honest personal opinion, uh, people can still start their businesses today on Amazon if they wanted to? Yes and no. So you should always list it if you have a product on Amazon, just because, I mean, the, the pandemic just proved how important that infrastructure is, that e-commerce infrastructure. We were seeing the steady increase in e-commerce, but it still hasn't hit like mass volume. I mean, it has, but it hasn't. And when COVID hit and the pandemic hit, we accelerated our time cycle by 10 years. And so all of a sudden this time cycle went flying through the roof of online purchasing adaption. It's people that still said, I'm not going to put my credit card online are now doing it out of necessity. And most of the people that were doing that were, you know, the 60 plus crowd that just still is very resistant to online purchasing. But when you threaten them with a pandemic or a virus and COVID, they're scared to go to the store now. And so they're going to use Amazon. And Amazon is 50% of all online sales. And so you have to list your product on Amazon. Now, should you start a business on Amazon today? Yes and no. Use it as a platform to list your product on, but don't use it as the primary channel to sell on. And what I mean by that is don't expect Amazon's traffic to just magically come to you and sell your product for you. That's what I see so many people do. And that's the wrong approach. The right approach is building a brand, serving a customer, and building that customer base. And we chose the dry eye niche and we built a, a loyal following of dry eye customers. We taught them different things than they're taught at their doctor's office, like drinking more water, like drinking a green smoothie, stressing less, sleeping more, doing all that, completely different ideologies 
than what they're used to hearing at their doctor's office. We built up a customer base that was ready to hear something different and we taught them something different. And then we sold them products on the side that helped them in that journey, organic, natural products that are completely different than what's out of the market. But we use Amazon as our primary sales channel to sell to an audience that we built outside of Amazon. Do I believe that the days that you can find a product that's a plastic widget over in China are over? Yes. I believe those days are over and thank God they're over because that's not a way to build a business. It's not sustainable. I saw so many people come into the space and leave the space just as quickly trying to do that. But if you build a brand of people that are willing to follow you, and if you're transparent about your processes, that's how you really build a brand. And that's how you can scale on Amazon. Our brands and our products go against some of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. And the reason we're able to do that is because we've built a loyal following. It doesn't have to be as big as our list, which is around 50,000. It can be as small as a hundred people that can really make a difference. And if you make those hundred people raving fans, then they're going to tell hundred people. And so you got to just take care of a core group of fans. And that's how you launch on Amazon today. And, you know, PPC is a big part of that too, but having that core audience is so big now. And that's what you have to do. Yep. And I, uh, I agree. I agree. And unfortunately, uh, now PPC is very important to anybody on Amazon. Uh, back when I started, probably when you started, we could get away with it. I, I think I remember launching without PPC at the time and, you know, stale, sales start dripping in. But today it's impossible. But uh, just touching on something that you said, you talked about uh, the 60 plus, the person that was over 60 that uh, didn't want to until COVID would not use their credit card online with fear or because of an inexperience. Here is just a quick tip for everybody listening. If you have an audience uh, or if your target market is on the 60 plus, if you have your own website or your Shopify site, set up a phone so that you can take phone orders from these people. Trust me, it's something that we do. You have to have somebody trained on the phone that will take their orders and will have take their credit cards to build these orders. And you will be surprised with the amount of people around the age of 60 or over that will not enter it themselves, but they will do purchases through the phone. Uh, so that's just a tip for, for and you guys. A, a very easy way to do that is with the Grasshopper app. Grasshopper is a, it's known as the entrepreneurial's phone line. I think it's owned by LinkedIn now, but it's uh you can buy it. It's like, I think it starts at $10 a month. And then I think I'm on the $25 a month plan and you know, we're, we're a big company and we pay $25 a month for our phone line. It goes to my customer service reps cell phone. And when it comes through, it actually shows up as I love on her phone. So she knows it's a customer service call. She answers it. And she just literally, if they want to do a phone order, she just checks out on Shopify. Like she's the customer, but the customer's on the phone exactly. and creates an account for them and everything. It's, it's super simple. People have to overcomplicate it and you don't need to, it's, it's right there in front of you. So it is something that you personally are doing just like me. Uh, my, mm -hmm. my phone system is uh, called call hippo. Uh, it's a weird name, but it's call hippo, like hippopotamus. Uh, but it's, it does the same thing. And uh, yeah, the price is about the same, I think, for every number. And we can set up a number if I want to. I have a number in Beverly Hills, which is a 310, a 310 yep. number. And then, of course, I have a phone numbers for Canada. 
And this helps. So, so if somebody wants to call you to a local number or to your 1-800 or 1-666 number or whatever, they all cost you the same. It's like 10 bucks um, for those numbers. So, and like but, you said, you can customize them. So like our I love one is one eight 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 I love nine. And then I think our agency one is, oh, I don't know this one off the top of my head. I should. It's one eight 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 PPC pros, I think, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember my numbers. I know that I only <laughs> know like the three first numbers of that Beverly Hills one that it's 310. And I know the area code <laughs> just because of that series, you know, back in the 90s. That's it. Um, but uh, okay, so. When selling on Amazon, you, we both agreed that starting right now with those, the, the so-called Me Too products coming out of China, uh, it probably is not going to fly today unless you have huge budgets. Uh, but how do you differentiate if you are starting something and you are going to put those products on Amazon, how do you differentiate these products? Because being yeah, unique the, is one way to go, correct? It, the Making your product unique, yeah, that's the best way to go. But the easiest way is make your listing optimized to be against the other listings that are in that space. And so to give you an example, look at the bad reviews of other products and improve upon that and then exploit that. So a big one in our space. So we just came out with an eye cream and face moisturizer. And there's a couple of big studies that are coming out in the eye care space about retinol. Retinol is an anti-aging chemical that's used in a lot of products and it helps with wrinkles and women love it. The problem is retinol kills, going back to the very beginning of the podcast, it kills the glands inside your eyelid. And so if we kill the glands inside your eyelid, like dead, they completely destroys them. So if you're putting retinol on your eyelids, you're actually killing the glands and you'll eventually have dry eye as a result of that. So we don't have retinol in our products. The second thing that's been coming out is there's a preservative used in a lot of organic creams and face lotions called phenoxyethanol. Phenoxyethanol, P-H-E-N-O-X-Y-L, ethanol. And so phenoxyethanol, again, has been shown to kill those glands in the eyelids. Being a dry eye company, it's not good to kill your yes. customer's eyelids. <laughs> it's just, it's not good practice. So we developed an eye cream from scratch and don't, I, I hear some of your, your listeners saying, but I could never do that. You know, we developed it alongside of a contract manufacturer. I didn't magically say, this is what I want. This is what we're going to do here, put them together. I wasn't in my kitchen, putting all this stuff together. Mm -hmm. I talked to a contract manufacturer. I said, I need a product without phenoxyethanol and without retinol, but it needs to be a great eye cream. And they developed it, sent me some samples. We didn't like it. We sent them back sent me some new samples. And we did that for two years. This, this product took a long time. Usually they don't take two years, trust me. And so we found a differentiating factor. We don't have retinol. We don't have phenoxyethanol. So the first two bullets in my listing are, we don't have phenoxyethanol, no retinol. Here's why. And we go into those studies that talk about how they kill your glands. Our target demographic is dry eye sufferers. And so we want people to be like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. So I want to buy yours. And so we really exploit others' weaknesses and then look at why there's negative reviews and look at your own negative reviews if you've already got some. Our first rendition of the cream, it's actually our like fifth rendition, but the, the, fifth, the first time we released this cream, it was way too thin. So we got some negative reviews around that. So the second time we made it, we made it a little thicker. And so take your reviews into account. Make sure you're always listening to your customer 
your customer is going to give you the language to differentiate your listing. They're going to tell you the language to use that is their pain point. And then you're going to try to solve that pain point. So always be listening to how your customers talk, what they're doing, what they're saying, and then put that in your listing, put it in your photos. Our second photo is no retinol. Our third photo is no phenoxyethanol. Here's why. So we talk about constantly how we differentiate from the other competitors. Another product of ours to make it a byproduct is bleach. And most of the other people that make it in our space have bleach in the final product. And this is an eyelid spray. So you spray it on your eyelids. I don't want bleach on my customer's eyelids. So we came out with a patented process. Again, you don't have to do this. You don't have to come out with a patented process. We found a manufacturer to do it for us. And they developed a way to make this product without bleach as a byproduct. So one of our bullets, one of our photos, no bleach like the other guys. And then we have a picture, a side-by-side comparison of the competitor and us. The competitor is blurred out, so you can't tell who it is, but you can tell who it is. (laughs) And it tells you bleach. Ours is zero parts per million. Theirs is three parts per million. So it shows that they have bleach. And then it has our third competitor who has like 200 parts per million bleach. So like it's it's a very differentiating photo because it tells you like you're comparing this product to that. It's going to convince you to come over and buy our product as a result of that. So to differentiate it, find what differentiate your, differentiates your product. Don't come out with a, just a me too product and really figure it out. And a third example, we sell an omega-3. Most omega-3 out in the market is crap. It's cheap because they make it cheaply. It's made with yes. ethyl ester based omega-3s, which is a very cheap way to compact a lot of omega-3 into one small pill or large pill in any situation. And it's cheap to do it. But what we do is we convert it into that form and then we reconvert it back into the more bioavailable form called re-esterified triglyceride-based form, which again, takes a little bit more cost. So we're a higher end product, but it's better for the patient. Bullet number two, why you should take ours versus the cheap guys. We're not $7 for a month supply. We're $30. We also have another product that's $80 for a month supply. And so purity, we talk about the purity and don't just say generic purity, educate why yours is more pure because we take the time to take it into this form and then to re-esterify triglyceride back. Yeah, we re-esterify it, which means just take it through a chemical process to get it back into the more bioavailable form, which means it absorbs better into your body. So tell them why it's differentiated, but the benefit to them as well. Okay, and I really like that because uh, you just touched on something that is one of my, it's not terrible, but it's one of my pet peeves is when people have a bunch of benefits and they say, our benefit is this and this and more. I'm like, if you have more, tell them what it is. <laughs> Don't just say and more, right? And, and you just touched on that. Basically, you tell them what the benefits are, tell them why and tell everything. Uh, so, I mean, I, I really, I really like that. And I like the approach that you said where you blur it out, you blur out the competitor, but you don't really blur it out enough. So people don't know who it is. (laughs) Mostly to avoid a lawsuit is you blur it out to avoid the lawsuit, but you keep it not blurry enough that they can tell. Yeah. So I didn't know there were products that had eye products that had bleach. That sounds really, it sounds counterintuitive, right? It's the, there's not enough bleach to cause any, some, some people it does, some people have the sensitivity to it and they'll feel it. It will burn. 
but it doesn't cause enough problems that they try to remove it. I do have a, I am very sensitive to bleach because of a huge exposure I had when I was younger. Wow. Uh, and I was uh, in bleach for, uh, you know, a good uh, 10 hours or something. And after that, it was, uh, I became very sensitive to the smell of it. I can have it on my skin. It doesn't really do much, but the smell affects me in a big way. So, yeah. Let's go back to um, Amazon PPC. Tell me what are your favorite tools? What tools do you use? And then like, what are your favorite ones? Oh, my favorite tool is uh, Quartile. Quartile yeah. is kind of the basis of advertising that we use in both the agency and inside my businesses as well. Um, it's a really great AI software and it works incredibly well. Uh, but you got to have a little bit of budget to use it because it does push a lot of spend at the beginning, especially, and it does scale really quickly. So Quartile is probably my number one tool. Um, of course, with any AI PPC software, there is things that need to be worked on, but it's probably the best AI software that I've tried for PPC. Um, secondly, I like Helium 10's Adtomic. It works pretty well, but I like Helium 10's full suite of tools. I love Cerebro. I love Magnet. I love their profit analyzer. It all works incredibly well for us. So Helium 10 is kind of that second tool. Um, those are the two tools that I mostly use. And then uh, PPC Profit, uh, shout out to Phil at PPC Profit. He actually developed a tool for us, but he, it's a good analytics tool of just looking at all the data from PPC. And he actually developed a tool for us in the agency that spits out about 30 data points every single hour and it uploads every single hour. So we get to see 30 data points to see if anything's sinking or we look at it on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. It accumulates in weekly doses, doses. That's the right word. Yeah. And we can see any trends that are happening uh, across 30 data points. So those are kind of our three main tools that we use inside Amazon. But I'm also going to give one tool that I think everybody should start to use. And we just started getting our feet wet in it and it's Zapier. Zapier has been one of those tools that it it's been on my radar, radar for like four years and we're starting to use it. We actually just subscribed to it like a month ago and it's incredible. It's, it's a tool that you can, if this happens, do this type of tool, yeah. it automates different tools together. And so one of the tools we have with it right now, a simple one is if we get a Facebook lead ad from a Facebook lead advertisement, it will zap it over to this. It will funnel it over to this messaging system in our convert kit. And then we have another one like Whenever we onboard a new client, we put them into a spreadsheet. Zapier looks at that spreadsheet, sees that there's a new line in that new client, and it zaps it into sending this email, this email, this email for onboarding. And it's incredible. We used to do all that manually, but now all we do is input it into a line and it spits out the onboarding emails. It's, it's a really cool tool. It just, if you've never used it, I highly recommend trying it. I personally use Zapier and uh, fun story. This podcast is uh most of the process except the process except this part where i'm here talking to you is all automated by zapier so when the interview gets scheduled and you you know because you scheduled or somebody on your end scheduled it then when you're done it sends you to this um, google form where you you enter your information zapier picks up that google form sends it to my va and then sends me a text that I received an update into my form. And then when this podcast is complete, uh, it sends 
the MPT, MP3 files to the VA that's going to do the sound check in case there was something wrong with the sound. And I, I turned this part off, but I had a part where it would connect to my WordPress blog and upload um, the initial, like the title and some of the stuff from that Google form into a WordPress blog. So then I will only have to go and put the MP3 files there and launch it to iTunes and everything. So it, it, is, it is really cool. They have one competitor now. I can't remember the name. I still use Zapier, but I did look at their competitor just to see if there's something new. So I am a, I am a rookie to your professional Zapier usage. So I have a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, it, there's so many things that it, it can do. Of course, there are things that unfortunately still can't, but uh, it, it is. I mean, sometimes it is like having, for example, there's uh, the membership is like the, uh, 25 bucks or something like that. Um, and sometimes it replaces a full employee, what it, oh, can, yeah. what it can do, right? So um, it becomes worth it when you, when you use it like that. Uh, just on a side note, uh, for tools you mentioned, Helium 10 that I, I love too. I do not use their ads platform. I, uh, I had it on the app. They had an app for the phone too. And because it was, that part was not, I guess, not as good as the other tools they have. So I deleted the, the app, uh, but their tools are fantastic as well. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that now I am in love with, Travis, is... AI for the listings. So there are tools out there that will write for you or even better between us here that nobody else is listening. Uh, we can get the best seller of any products or the best sellers, a bunch of them, get everything that's in their listings, give it to the AI and tell them to rephrase that and use do the same outcome but with different words and then it will search the entire internet for plagiarism and make sure that you're safe to use it and so basically you can get the mix of all the best sellers that you're going to compete with and put it into there into the ai and it will tell you give you an outcome this is like it will give you those titles uh you know so, sometimes there are the titles that you'll see in buzzfeed all they will come from this AI and they'll tell you uh, sometimes they're not perfect for Amazon. You have to tweak it because you don't want like the top 10 uh, secrets of eye care. <laughs> they don't want you to know. You can't have that on Amazon, but it is one of those that would appeal to people's um, curiosity. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should try one listing like that. Uh, it's, it's always good to like, I like to do, I like to use tools like that for, jump starting my copy because sometimes you're just stuck and you don't know what to say even after you've done your research and then i like to use a tool like that to jump start it because usually they'll get you kind of flowing and get you True. just writing sometimes you just can't write and you just need something to give you a kick in the butt yeah exactly and i do that you can ask for give me four ideas or three and it gives you those ideas and then you have to build a topic and uh, yeah i just find it fantastic so before I let you go, tell me something. What is the low-hanging fruit when it comes to Amazon PPC? 
What is the easiest campaign to set up? What is the one that works the best in your experience? So the, the easiest one to set up is a defensive ad campaign. A lot of people just don't do this. And if you have more than one product, it's easiest, of course. But what you're doing there is you're just creating a web of advertising this product against your own product. And so let's say you have three products, you advertise the two on the one, and you kind of do that across all of them. That's the easiest wins that you can get in the easiest campaigns. And it protects your listing because Amazon shows a bunch of sponsored products on your listing. Why not make it your products? Now, if you only have one product, an easy way to do that is you make variations. So if you have one product, make a three pack, make a six pack. It doesn't matter what you sell. You can sell a clothing item. If you make a three pack and a six pack, it will still sell because people buy things as gifts and you never know what they're going to buy as a gift. So if you just have one product, make a three pack, six pack. I recommend doing fulfillment by merchant. So find a fulfillment center that will fulfill it whenever it gets sold in the three pack or six pack. And what they do is they just fulfill it by merchant. So you don't have to worry about FBA and sending it in. And you can advertise that three and six pack on your one pack. So that's, if you only have one product, we do that and we have multiple products too. So that's kind of the easiest one is a defensive ad and you can do a defensive sponsored product, product targeting ad and a sponsored display product targeting ad. So that is this product targeting this product and you want to make sure you're doing it on your own. So that's a very low hanging fruit that most sellers do not do that they should be doing. Now, the best Amazon PPC ads or kind of the secret sauce, our secret sauce, the secret weapon in Amazon PPC is the 80-20 rule. Pareto's principle, 80-20 rule applies to everything in life, everything in life. 20% of your employees produce 80% of your results. 20% of the seeds you plant in your garden produce 80% of the crop that you're going to, you're going to yield. 80-20 applies to everything. So how does it apply to your e-commerce business? 20% of your products produce 80% of your revenue. You have 10 products, two of those products, I guarantee it, are producing 80% of your revenue. Look it up. Just go do yeah. it right now. I'll wait. No, oh, I'm, I believe, I'm not going to wait. I believe you. So I, then, I, I trust it. Yeah. So then 20% of your search terms that you're bidding on in, or your keywords that you're bidding on in your Amazon PPC campaigns are producing 80% of your results. So the easiest thing to do and the big secret weapon with Amazon PPC is you need to find the, the search terms that are producing that 80% of results and focus on those. Get rid of the rest. It's crazy how much you'll clear up in your Amazon PPC account. That is what we do for our clients. We do two things. We tell them we're only going to focus on the top 20% of your products. Once your profit increases, then we'll go on to the next ones then we're going to only focus on the top 20% of your keywords because what that's going to do is it's going to take budget that's getting wasted, put it all towards those, and it's going to scale those up. That's the easiest thing you can do with Amazon PPC. One quick example, um, we didn't get this client, but I audited their account just because they're a friend of mine, but they have an internal agency, I'll say. They, they, they are owned by private equity. The private equity firm has their own agency. And I said, can I just do an audit of it just to see how they're doing? They were spending 18,000 a month on advertising to make 30,000, which isn't bad ACOS because they have a high profit margin product and they're trying to push keyword ranking. So I dug into it. Remember 18,000 to make 30,000. 1,000 of it was making 28,000. The other 17,000 was making zero. 
they were spending 17,000 a month to make $0. So I said, if you guys just shut off all these keywords, you're going to be spending 17,000 less per month to make the exact same amount. And they were floored. And of course they couldn't switch to us because they're owned by the private equity firm that also owns the agency. But I said, you guys need to stop all this wasted spend. I see it all the time. And it's just, it's crazy to me. And, you know, it's not your fault, like not your fault, but the listener's fault. It's not the listener's fault. It's that you're, you're listening to all these different strategies and trying to apply them all. But if you just focus on the 80, 20 of everything, the 20% of your products that are producing 80% of your revenue, the 20% of your search terms that are producing 80% of your results, your profit will shoot through the roof. Your ACOS will drop, but you'll actually start spending more because you're starting to scale up. It's amazing how well it works. And that's, that's our secret sauce. That's what we do in the agency. That's all we do. And it's not as hard as you think. There's a search term report in campaign manager. You can download that and find those search terms. And so super easy to do well worth your time to learn how to do it and do it. And, you know, I'm sure Quinn's agency or my agency can help you do that along the way too, and help you kind of optimize that. So that's, that's like the, that's the easy win with Amazon PPC. And that's how you scale is you just focus on the 80, 20. I love it, Travis. You know what? Uh, it's one of the few places where people say, focus on the big picture. And when it comes to Amazon advertising, focusing on the big picture is not the ideal because that means just like those guys that you looked at, they were probably analyzing at the campaign level. Oh, but the campaign is profitable. Well, profitable doesn't mean you can't even make more. Go into it at the keyword level and see if this keyword got 500 clicks over the last month and never sold a single thing, just get rid of it, right? So forget about the big picture. Look at the small picture, the individual keywords. And uh, that's, um, I mean, on that particular case, that, that was fantastic for those guys. So if they followed through, <laughs> oh, you don't even know if they did. Uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, ego speaks louder than other things, right? <laughs> if that's uh, yes. <laughs> so Dr. Travis Ziegler, tell us here for everybody that's listening. They want to know more about the Profit Pineapple, which is a fantastic name, by the way, for your PVC agency. Uh, and by the way, for everybody listening, before before I ask Travis to tell us where to find him, check out his blogs. His blogs, every single one has a pineapple doing different things. Like pineapple, pineapple can be laying tanning on a beach with his sunglasses. But like the pineapple could be white, it can be yellow. They all have some really cool sunglasses. So I don't know if you do that or if you have a designer that does that, but those are fantastic. And that is I, that is my creative outlet is making yeah. the thumbnails for all those blogs and thumbnails for the YouTube videos. <laughs> so c- congratulations. I love when something is has the flow. It's not like today is a pineapple, you know, tomorrow is in an asteroid or a rocket being launched. You're like it has it connects one to the other one and the branding is there. Well, so. you haven't seen the I have a launching video on YouTube and it is a rocket launching into space and it says how to launch on amazon but there's a pineapple astronaut inside oh yeah <laughs> so there you go uh all right so now tell us where can everybody find you uh what links do you want to give up yeah i appreciate that and uh, you know this this shows number one before i get into that i want to just thank you for having me on the show and this shows the abundance mindset of both of us and especially you because 
you're allowing another agency onto your podcast and you're not fearing, you know, I'm going to steal your clients because there's so many clients out there that there's enough for everyone. So kudos to you for having that abundance mindset. I know a lot of other podcasts that wouldn't have me on just because I do own an agency. So kudos to you on that. Um, profitablepineapple.com. So profitablepineapple.com is our website. We have a free Amazon PPC course. There's literally no obligation in that course. Um, I don't have a paid course. I used to don't have a paid course anymore. And that's a free course. So you can either take that and go with it for free. It pretty much teaches the 80, 20 philosophy and how we scale it with videos. And I'm a big teacher. I used to be a professor at Ohio state. And so I'm a big over the shoulder teacher. So you're not just going to see me talking on video. Yeah. There's going to be some of those, but you're actually going to be looking over my shoulder at my account, me showing you how we're setting these up and how we're doing this. And so that's what the free Amazon PPC courses at profitablepineapple.com. And so go check that out. If you want to email me, my email is Dr. Travis, D-R-T-R-A-V-I-S at profitablepineapple.com. Easiest way to contact me though is on Facebook. Um, Facebook, we have a group called Amazon PPC Pros. Tag me in there and we'll be sure to answer your questions. Amazing. And for all you guys listening, I'm going to have all these links on the show notes. So if you want to check them out, just go to QA Sally Online and it's going to be, um, well, I don't know the, the title of, of this episode, but it's going to be, if you're listening to it, it's going to be one of the last ones. So check it out. And Travis, thank you very much for, uh, for the information you gave us and for the time here with us. I appreciate you, Quinn. Thanks.